0: The Pinball Network is online. Launching Just Another Pinball Podcast.
1: Hi, this is Joel Engelberth with Just Another Pinball Podcast, episode 29. 29, one step closer to 30. We'll get there uh, hopefully soon. But um, yeah, another real exciting episode here, or at least a conversation I know I've been looking forward to for for weeks. We've... Uh, you know, we've had a lot going on with the news. We, we, we really dove into Mando and, you know, the Mando reveal was so stretched out, stretched out. So it was, it was cool having a podcast, just discussing, you know, rumors and what we saw. And then we were waiting on gameplay and discussing code. And, uh, yeah, it was like stretched out over a month, but I know before that, before Mando came around, I kind of threw out a call. I kind of threw the bat signal in the air and that was, um, I was reaching, I was looking for a P3 owner. I was looking for somebody who um, has a P3 and enjoys their P3 and was just willing to discuss and talk about their P3. And um, luckily I found somebody, I actually had multiple people reach out to me, but I got to give props to this guy. He not only emailed me, but he found me on Facebook and messaged me there. And um, we started up a conversation. I thought, yeah, let's do this. Let's get this conversation going. Um, So yeah, today, my guest today is Ryan Tanner. Uh, Ryan, thanks for being here.
0: Yeah, man, absolutely. I'm super excited to be here. Um, yeah, I, I saw you throw up the bad signal and I'm like, <laughs> oh man, this guy doesn't know what he's in for. But uh, yeah, <clears throat> just took me a few minutes to find you on Facebook. So that's always comforting, right? And yeah. uh, <laughs> the rest is history.
1: No, no, I appreciate it. I really do. And um, you said it was actually your, you do a podcast yourself and, and uh, the, the, what is it, Flippin' and Mashin',
0: that's a podcast, is that correct? Yep. Yep. Flipping and mashing with my co-host Parnell. And he actually was like, Ryan, 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 Joel put up this thing. He wants to talk to P3 owners and you're like the perfect guy. You gotta go on there. Like reach out to him. I already did for you, but like you need to reach out to him. (laughs) I'm like, okay. All right, man. Like I'll go talk P3 with somebody. So, uh,
1: yeah, yeah. that's awesome. I'm glad. uh, (laughs) I'm glad he was excited for you. And yeah, I appreciate that. I, I really do. And, um, so yeah, before we dive into this, I know, um, we've, we had a brief conversation before I hit record, but um, one of the things that I mentioned was the P3. I'm I'm so intrigued. I'm so intrigued by this platform. And what I will tell you is there are people, whether they're streamers or they're, they're on the forums, but it's like, there are definitely like cheerleaders. There are like definitely people that are like leading the charge for P3. And, um, you know, I, I've never seen, you know, I understand there's Stern fanboys or like there's Keith Elwin fanboys or there's JJP fanboys, you know, but it's like, this is a whole, it's a whole different kind of thing. And, um, there are so many people that are like preaching P3 and how great it is. And I mean, one of those people, Jerry, Jerry, uh, Stellenberg, right? Is that, that's how you say it? It's yep, Stellenberg. Yep, yeah. Yeah. Yep, so it like, is. it makes sense. He's the owner of the company. Um, but it's I'd like, okay. pushing
0: his stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you should give it a try. It's all right. You know, but, um, it's like, okay, I get that. But it's, you know, some of that's like, is, are we, are we just selling? Are we being a shill or like genuinely how great is this platform? So I, I, what I've come to learn is, um, well, there's for some there, this is a, this is a system that you can develop or make games for. And, um, you have not done that. (laughs) You have not made a game for the P3,
0: um, unless you've done that last. Yeah. Yeah. Not yet but they are act- I do actually have an idea or two for a game mm. if I ever learn unity but that's probably 80 to 100 hours of learning away from now so yeah. not not yet
1: <laughs> but i get that that it's like there are people that have developed games for this system so now they have kind of a i don't know if they have money in the game or like a stake in this and they they want to push the program and so i've always i've always looked at that as it and i'm maybe i'm being skeptical when i shouldn't be i should just you know trust more but it's like okay what What is it about this program or what not program, but this platform that like some that so many owners are just in love with? And um, so I want to dive into that. I want to dive in what, you know, how you decided to do that. But before I do, um, I know that you, you own more than a P3. You are more than just a P3, you know, fan. You are a pinball fan. So you, you, you own six games, Correct
0: yes well six and then with p3 it's seven technically yeah okay so So. let's
1: let's just one by one let's roll through let's get a glimpse of what's what's in your collection so uh what's the first game you
0: want to you want to talk about yeah so the first game i have is terminator 3 t3 yeah got a nice t3 and why (laughs) why is that in your collection so that's uh uh, my friend is actually letting me store that at my house uh, and I get to play it whenever I want. So That's it's a, a good friend. Super great friend. Uh, <laughs> and the flip side is, is I get to have another pin down in the basement and who's going to bitch about another pinball down there. Yeah, yeah. I need so... more friends like that, for sure. <laughs> um, so I've got Terminator 3, so I can't talk too much of that one. I will say that it does have a charm about it. Okay. I like the animated back box. I think that's pretty cool. It's something we haven't seen in a while, um, the shots feel pretty good, but it is very much a fan layout. So like okay. if you're looking for something unique or different, it's not going to like blow you away. Sure. Um, so the first machine that I have, uh, that I own is, uh, I guess I'll talk about, uh, total nuclear annihilation. There we go. Yeah. That's
1: <laughs> so I'm assuming right now you, you'd sell
0: every other game before you would sell that one. Right. That's, that's the right answer by the way is so uh i think what would happen is there's definitely some games that i would sell um but there's probably three right now that i absolutely could not like i'd rather like sell a testicle and a kidney, so <laughs> like there's three of them that i really truly like feel are bolted to the floor and okay. uh, tna is definitely one of those yeah and why why what oh my I god mean, i mean you're preaching everything. To the everything <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i mean like shit man like the the sound the call outs the art the mm-hmm. music i just i can't say enough good stuff about it i mean it's a it's a hard game yeah. You know, but it's simple yeah and when i went to go buy one the way i looked at it and you may disagree uh, but the way i looked at it is is it's everything great about the 80s games but better
1: mm-hmm.
0: and what i mean by that is is you're getting a brand new play field instead of a 20 or 30 year old worn out play field you don't have to do a cpr play field resto you've got deeper code you've got a bitchin' music, set track, sound list that you oh, get to incredible. listen to. Yeah. Uh, and so for me, that was just like the total package, right? I mean, you get the mesh of like some of the best of the no ramps era kind of layout gameplay, but with a deeper code set and some things that you wouldn't have back then. Yep. Like RGB drop targets that I threw in mine. Yep, I, mean, I got know. them. You gotta have them. <laughs> right. It's so great. No, you do. Yeah. Like once you have them, you're like, yeah. man tna tna what like it's not even a game unless it has the rgb drops yeah so um yeah i don't mean to gush too much but uh, no, i'm with you out of the park <laughs> i'm with you
1: tna it's incredible and i've i've re- i didn't real realize that until i owned it the second time i owned it sold it instantly regretted it and about a year later bought the same one that i sold back and now it's never leaving because it's like i've gone through that before i've gone through that loss before i'm not doing that again and um and yeah, it's it's tough because I know there's some really good 80s or even earlier games, single level games. And it's just like, I only have room for five games. And in my mind, I just, I already have it. Like I already have the best 80s or like single level game there is. And it happens to be TNA. So I understand that's not fair. Like there are so many other like older games that are completely different, but it's just like, I just, I don't know, for whatever reason, I just have no interest uh because I already have the best the best version of that not to mention you know probably the best music in pinball or the best co-op experience in pinball like it's just I have no I don't know TNA is amazing incredible so I'm I'm right there with you absolutely so TNA gotcha that's that was your first that's number 1 so yep.
0: what's number 2 uh number 2 is I have a Ghostbusters Pro okay another so... brutal game yeah. So one thing you'll know about, or you'll learn about me, is I really like challenging games. Okay. Um. And I like unique layouts. Um. Just because it. You know, I definitely. Um, have had quite a different bit of games down in my basement. And that's something we can hit on a little bit later, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm de- I definitely for a while was a whore where I'd like buy a game, <laughs> have it for a little bit and then immediately be like, all right, well you're yesterday's like news, yep. like later. Yep. Um. But Ghostbusters is just, it has such a good theme and the call outs they I think did really, really good on. I love the soundtrack and I love how hard it is. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't have carrot flippers, I'm not a cheater. I don't have a center <laughs> post. I played the game as it's intended. Sure. Um, minus I do have some air ball protectors and stuff to like make sure the balls don't jump into the out lane. Um, but yeah, I absolutely love the game. Um, initially I hated it when okay. I first like played it. I mm-hmm. absolutely hated it. And I think I just had to play it a few more times and kind of give it that like fair shakedown. Um because the flipper gap was more and i was like i don't know this is kind of bullshit like i feel like most of the time the ball is just draining straight down the middle and i can't save it but um i guess that's kind of the charm of the game right like it asks you to do things that are dangerous and uh it's kind of like some of the other games on my list it rewards you for doing the stupid dangerous things you shouldn't be doing Uh, but when you get to pull that stuff off, it's rewarding.
1: So what was the moment you said you started, you initially hated it, but what, like when like for TNA, I, the first, when I saw the reveal, when I saw everything, I was like, what, like nothing, there was nothing about TNA that excited me until, but the aha moment was the first time I played co-op co-op. And I realized like my wife who doesn't really care about pinball actually enjoyed that. Or I had a friend come from out of town. The one I bought, I bought from a bar. He came up from out of town and we played all these modern sterns and we got to TNA and that was the only one he wanted to play over and over again. Like that was my aha moment of this game. There's something unique about TNA. So
0: mm-hmm. with,
1: with Ghostbusters, you said you hated it, but what changed, like when, when did you change when, or what changed your mind?
0: So I think one thing is, is uh, I'm fortunate enough that there is a uh, pinball bar down near me called a uh, Tilt. I think okay. there's quite a few of them, so they're kind of well known. But anyway, where are you located? Minnesota. Gotcha. Okay. Just north of the Twin Cities. So, um in either case, most of the games at Tilt, you don't really find pros there. You find premiums, you find LEs from JJP. So, I'm spoiled in that sense because mm-hmm. I'm always getting the full game, but I really don't like Ghostbuster's premium. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that's another like kind of hit on a topic we were talking about earlier that's another really polarizing game Mm -hmm. um but i really really like the pro and the first time i actually got to play a pro i was like holy shit this is like way better i don't have stupid magnetic slings that just throw the ball down the center drain like this this to me it made sense like it, that was that aha moment like when i played a pro and the slings weren't stupid and <laughs> the left ramp wasn't so hard to shoot and the right ramp wasn't so weird like the game's already brutal enough like yeah. uh, the the premium i think until you do a bunch of mods uh and like hack stuff up it doesn't shoot as well as the pro does um so but yeah uh once i played a pro i was like shoot I need to get a Ghostbusters. Uh, and, so you yeah. buy that you bought that new or you bought that used? Oh goodness, no, I bought that used. Well nice. after uh it had, you know, been discontinued. I think I got Ghostbusters about eight months ago.
1: Yeah, maybe. there's um yeah. that's a game I'd love to uh to have at some point. Not necessarily I it's it's tough because I, I don't know if I'd commit to just buying it. But if I could borrow it or if I had a friend of mine uh, who I knew had one, that would be like, hey, let's swap, you know, let's swap a game for three months or something. I just I know there's a lot of love for it, but my experience with Turtle or not Turtles with my experience with Ghostbusters is like I just get destroyed anytime I've ever played it at a bar. It just it just eats me alive. And so uh, it's hard to keep putting quarters in a game that just destroys you. So I know in a home setting when I could really f- figure that machine out, I think I could I could really enjoy it. But um. That's well, awesome.
0: To, to hit on that point, uh, if you think Ghostbusters is rough, I think a game that I've owned and subsequently got rid of pretty quickly uh, that's even, I think, more of a ball buster is Star Wars.
1: That's my other game Man. I was going to mention. Star Wars is another game that just eats me alive on location. I but can't. I know like Zach and Greg with uh, Straight Down the Middle, they both love Star Wars and they talk about these pinball moments that it's like I feel like I'm not... Like I need to get further in the game to experience these moments, but I just can't, I, I have not been able to do that on location and uh, I'm with you. War- so you've had it and, it and it left is what you said. Star. Wars. Yeah.
0: I, I owned a premium. Uh, actually I blame Zach because I was talking <laughs> to Zach on Facebook and mm-hmm. he was like, yeah, man, you know, the star Wars premium with the, uh, you know, the hyperloop the hyperloop and all that stuff. Like you just, you got to get one, man. It's just, it's, it's great. And, To his credit, it is a really good game. However, when I would go down and play for like the hour that I could at that time uh, of Pinball a Night, I'd normally pick one machine, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of like going down the line and just getting a game or two on each, it's like, all right, let's see how far I can get into the depth of the code here. And I'd probably play like 15 or 20 games of just utter crap. And then there'd be that one game that was like redeeming right like get far and i'd like maybe get close to destroying the death star or blowing up the death star and getting victory multi-ball and then you know trying to start the next one and those moments were great but for me and the machine that i had they were so few and far in between uh it made it really difficult to like want to go down there and play it knowing yeah. i had a you know four percent chance of actually like really enjoying myself whereas mm-hmm. the rest of the time it's just like shouting at the machine like i've never been as mad at a machine as i have star wars <laughs> i mean and that's saying something because some of these other games i have are total like yeah there's some assholes yeah. the so fact,
1: I, I think that alone the fact that you're saying star wars you've been more mad at star wars than ghostbusters or tna i mean those two yeah but right and then so- uh all right, so, so TNA, Ghostbusters. Um, is that is Ghostbusters one of the three bolted to the floor or no?
0: No. Okay. Ghostbusters, I mean, in the event that, I don't know, like tomorrow I had to pay for testicular cancer, and it just so <laughs> happened to be I had to get rid of half yeah. of my pinball machines to pay it off. Sure. Like, Ghostbusters would be leaving. Okay. Um, the next game that I have, uh, you actually mentioned it a moment ago, is I have Turtles. I have a There crow. you go. Okay. So um, I do have a Turtles Pro, and I bought that brand new in box. Um, and I was one of the few lucky ducks that had the awful like uh, inkjet printer issues yeah. at the playfield. Yeah, I'm very and, familiar uh, with that. Yeah, it it only took eleven months, but I eventually got my new playfield from yep. Stern. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but I really liked that game because of the unique layout, and to be completely like blunt with you. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles like, mm. from my childhood. I watched that as a kid growing up. So for me, it totally like did what it needs to do. Yeah, dream theme, man. That mm-hmm.
1: was 100%. When I got in the hobby, that was the first thing I searched. Because in my mind, you know, like everybody, when you get into pinball, you're like, I only need one machine. So it's like, I might as well get a theme that I like. So I searched Turtles, saw the Data East one, read some reviews. I was like, well, looks like I'm not getting that. And uh, so <laughs> uh, New Turtles was always, as soon as I heard rumors, I mean, I started saving money just in case. And uh, I'm with you. I I'm uh, I love it. It's a brutal game. So fast. Such a hard mm-hmm. game. But um, I don't know. I, I, you, do you like it? Is that you're enjoying I do. it? Yeah. yeah,
0: it's not one of the ones bolted to the floor, but I I do truly love it. Um and I was really on the fence for a while after it came out whether I wanted to buy one because <laughs> I mean that was the, like the height of COVID and I bought yeah. one like then a month or two of it like coming out and being available to buy. Um but yeah, the the theme, the unique, the more unique layout, um and just kind of some interesting shots that they put in there that you don't necessarily see Stern going for these yeah. days so yeah. i thought that that was really interesting for me
1: and it's loaded as a pro like that's what i like about it i'm not tempted at all to get a premium um but i mean it's...
0: the glider's cute and whatever but like i got a krang yeah i got one of the, lure mods, the lure mods
1: You got the same thing yep. yep so
0: i got that um you know and yeah i don't get the glider that goes back and forth but there's no like real modes to it it just has that one little like glider jackpot thing and like that didn't seem enough and then the pizza spinning both who gives a shit yeah. like I, who cares <laughs> if the pizza spins both ways or one yeah. and what the last one was eight balls versus six no the I've turtle van opening up. well that's oh yeah only, that's yeah. right yeah. it's just cosmetic yeah right so um And so, yeah, I thought the pro was loaded enough and it saved me some money to spend money on other pinballs. (laughs) 100%. Yeah.
1: And Turtles is tough. I, I mean, I, I know for a fact I bought it because of the theme, but, um, I will tell you, I do thoroughly enjoy the game and there's a whole lot of game there. There's so much game that I have not conquered yet. Um, so I, it's not. Like I understand if I, if I could beat the game and I found myself beating it consistently, it would be hard to keep around, but it's, it's definitely one of those like, okay, goal number one is to like beat the game playing by yourself as like a four player co-op mode and then try to walk your way down, you know, to see if you can actually beat the game. But I don't know. It's, it's tough. I, I mean, I challenge myself all the time mentally. Like, am I keeping this game because of the theme or am I actually, do I actually love this game? And, um, so far I can honestly say I, I thoroughly enjoy the game. Um,
0: and random some amazing
1: co-op too. Yes. Random side quote. So, or side quote. side question, TNA, how far have you gotten reactor six? See, that's, it's funny. There's I'm with you. I've gotten to, I think I was one shot away from starting reactor six, which would have given me an extra ball, like one shot away from that extra ball. And, uh, so yeah, that to me is a, like, there's it's there it's achievable and that's why there's always that draw but it's amazing i've talked to a few people that have beaten the game you know multiple times and they still tna like pulls them back in
0: but well i'm also uh someone that enjoys like being mean to myself so i actually have a powerball in mind too just to make it more uh just you know in case i wasn't like getting my butt kicked enough i was like hey let's put a powerball in there too just because why not so Mm -hmm, um, for sure yeah but that's actually been really fun i i actually like the powerball in it quite a bit
1: so tna ghostbusters turtles
0: so all fast hard games so those are three (laughs) so what uh, what's number four uh so number four is uh metallica okay yeah (laughs) another pretty fast not as hard game i mean it's Mm -hmm. it can be brutal but It's more what uh, people call it chopping wood. I think Greg famously, and I think Zach did too. They both are like, yeah, Yeah. you know, it's you're chopping a lot of wood. Um, Is this the
1: pro or premium? It's the pro.
0: Got it. Yeah. Uh, The premium kind of scared me because whenever I've seen one in the wild, uh, not in a person's collection, the premiums are always broken. Like the the hammer doesn't work. It Mm -hmm. doesn't slam the ball down into the play field. And so I'm like, uh, but i i obviously modded the metallica pro up because you know it's a great does. it is yeah. um so i really enjoyed that one i like the band um although i'm not a huge fan of band machines like normally yeah. like i've owned a maiden yeah. um but the music kind of got like kind of old after a while because i'm not a, a fan of maiden music mm-hmm. um but yeah, I, I absolutely love my, my Metallica. I've wanted one for a few years and I finally had the opportunity to, to get one. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it's hard, but I like it because um, it's one of those games where, you know, if you're just sitting there, ball one, launching the ball, it's pretty boring but like okay. when you kind of start uh chopping the wood and things start happening and then you keep stacking that stuff, like that's when yeah that game like totally like comes alive. Like the risk reward is yeah, incredible. <laughs> when yeah. you have like fuel running and you're in a multi ball and you know you've got like and justice for all running at the same time all stacked on top of each other you know and you get the add a ball and you shoot shoot the you know super double jackpot i mean like that's those are those moments it's, where it's just like yeah. yep i'm glad i have this machine in my in my basement. yeah
1: the lyman code is 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 something it's um i only owned i think i actually owned a Metallica at one point i owned it for less than a month and it was somewhat unfair because um I like within a week of me having it, somebody offered me a trade for Deadpool and uh, Deadpool was a game that I really wanted. And so every time Metallica would just kick me in the nuts, like in the back of my mind, I was like, I could get rid of you right now. Like, you know, like <laughs> you could be gone right now.
0: So it I was. I sell you. Yeah, exactly. Right now.
1: And I was always in, the, in my head, like, am I enjoying this more than I would potentially enjoy a Deadpool? And you know how brutal Metallica can be because that risk reward, you can, mm-hmm. you can start building and building and you got all these different lanes figured out and you're like, man, it's coming, it's coming. You know, I just got to b- hit these shots and then boom. And it just all comes crashing down. And uh, but I will say when I owned it that I think I was I was I was so addicted to that game because of that risk reward. Um, so it it is one of those games where in a larger collection I would love to have one. I would love to have it back because of how unique it is. It really the code is is really well done. Yeah, I mean um,
0: I've had uh like Spider Man right. There's another good you know pretty deep Lyman cheats game. Sure, does not compare at all to Metallica as far as like the variety of rules and like Mm -hmm. what can kind of be going on at the same time. Like Spider-Man doesn't feel like you're blowing up a balloon to the point where it's going to like pop. Whereas Metallica, I mean, you're constantly blowing up and you're like, oh man, like, is this where I need to cash out? Like that whole risk reward thing where Spider-Man, it gets, it gets up there like it's elevated, but it's never quite for me that same level.
1: Yeah. I'm with you. I get it. That makes sense. So I, this is really good. Like I've really got a good, I've really got a good understanding of, of what's going on here. So that was, so you got Metallica. So that was five. Is that five? Yep. So yep. What's, and then what's the last one that's
0: not a P3 is I have a Rick and Morty bloodsuckers edition and another
1: just brutal game. There is no layup. There is no easy, like T3 is the easiest game in your collection and it's not yours. Right. I mean, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Yep. So I mean, Rick and Morty. I, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, that game. I absolutely love it. Uh, so I mean, day if,
1: one, like hour two, hour <laughs> one, oh, how'd no. you buy it?
0: Yeah, uh, so I actually um, bought, a quick side story, I actually bought nearly right after launch, I bought a Black Knight LE, okay. uh, Swords of Rage which brutal is another game. brutal game. <laughs> yep, yep. I bought it at launch and bought the LE brand new in box and immediately lost like two grand on it, right? Uh, and so essentially I was like, well, you're never leaving because I don't ever want to have to deal with knowing that I lost $2,000 from mm. buying you brand new in box. Well, then the topper came out. And of course, <laughs> I was one of the lucky guys to get a hold of one. And after about two years of owning it, I can firmly tell you that no one that came over to my house wanted to play it against me. They wanted to play it, <laughs> yeah, but not if I was playing because I yeah. was having five to 10 to 15 minute ball times. And they're just like, no, this is bullshit. I want to yeah. play the game. I don't want to watch you play the game for 15 minutes. Uh, and then even happened with my fiance and uh shout out to my fiance, Chelsea, She's like the biggest cheerleader proponent of getting into pinball and having pinballs. And so like we almost nightly will go downstairs and fire up a few machines and play some games together. Good for you. That's awesome. Yeah. Um but when I noticed that she stopped wanting to play Black Knight with me, it was like all right. Well, you know, the toppers like going nuts right now. This is a great time to get rid of Black Knight. So I sold Black Knight and uh I was able to find a Rick and Morty. Um on the internet off pin side that nice. was new in box been shipped out a month before i got it and i got it about a uh, month and a half ago
1: nice so so that's your newest pin then is what you're saying yes yep and o- so overall thoughts on rick and morty
0: oh my god uh <laughs> it's perfect if you love the, the if you love the show i mean 10 out of 10 uh yeah. the fact that scott designed it and you know if you have questions you can reach out to him and he's not like a dick or a prick about it and he'll yeah. honestly answer and try to help like uh oh. <laughs> uh i don't think it could get much better than that the call outs the modes i mean and i like how difficult it is and i love how yeah. the game makes fun of you and will like actively be like you know shoot better like shoot the one purple shot yeah um like I, i'm literally flashing the shot at you shoot that one and uh yeah so I love Rick and Morty, That, awesome. but I like hard games, as you yes. kind of know. So,
1: <laughs> I've only have about 15 minutes on a Rick and Morty, and it ate me alive. But it was fun. I mean, I'm with you. The integration, the theme integration is absurd. The music is amazing. Uh, in my mind, it should have won Best Music last year. I voted for it in both uh, PIAs and the Twippies. Uh,
0: I and, really think uh, it's bull honky that a band pin that – I'm sure they put some amount of work into it. And obviously those bands put a ton of time and effort into making their songs 20 years ago when they recorded them. Yeah. But I don't think that that should be the same category as someone like Scott Denisi making new original music and it getting beaten out by, you know, greatest hits. I know. Essentially. I'm with you. So, I'm with you. Uh, that's all I'll say. Cause I totally fair. agree. Rick and Morty totally should have won it, but yeah
1: amazing game and I don't know if you happen to listen I actually interviewed Scott um a handful of podcasts back and we actually just broke down like the design stages of TNA and it was really a he's an amazing dude to talk to what a super nice guy and uh you know I I need to do it again with him and so that we can just break down the step-by-step process of Rick and Morty that would be a lot of fun to have that conversation with him but um no Scott's the man so that's awesome it makes me very happy that uh so TNA and Rick and Morty. It's um that's a great collection. So those are your six. So you said bolted down, TNA, and what were the other two?
0: Uh Rick and Morty. Okay. And the third one would have to be my P3.
1: All right. So that here
0: How's that for a transition?
1: <laughs> so let's dive in. So let's let's dive in, but I I think that's like the I don't know. There's there there's there are very interesting collectors in this game. There are people like you said that that you were you were that guy that would buy a game, play it a little bit, and it would leave. And then there's other collectors that they have never sold a pin. They buy it and it's it's done. It's stuck. And um I I actually really find myself I'm in a, I'm in a situation I you know I I that I've had the chance to borrow games. So Zach and flipping out pinballs let me borrow games to stream. And I've really enjoyed that. I understand now when I first got in the hobby, this you know when I saw people like flipping games after six months, it's like, "Why, why are you doing that?" But now I get it. I understand why people do that, but the people that do do that it means it makes so much more sense on the games that stay. You know what is it that that you you learn a lot about yourself and i and I'm with you. I like more difficult games. I like games with the shorter ball time. I owned a Hobbit at one point, which I loved. Hobbit was incredible. But it the ball times were so long that it was like you were saying nobody ever wanted to play it with me, and if I have a game that nobody wants to play with me, I don't want it. like I want to share that experience with somebody else and um and I realize that it's like i I have to stick to harder, shorter ball time games and um and that's what I'm seeing with you so that this brings me this this gives me a lot of questions in with the p three but uh so let's get into it so p three, what did you play one before you bought
0: it, or no? Yeah, just... so quick thing. I'm going yeah. to throw this in there before we get in, like, deep dive into the P3. Okay. So I just checked. In the last three years, I have owned and subsequently sold or traded 31 machines. 30? Okay. Well, technically 32, because F14 only counts once, but I've owned it twice. That's fun game. Hard uh, game. And I'll probably own another one if the prices yeah. go back down to, like, reasonable levels, not $3,000. grand. Yeah, F14 is legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So, anyways, did I get to play a P3? Uh, no, I did not. Wow. Um, okay. Oh yeah. No, I went in dry. <laughs> <laughs> he just took the plunge. Yeah.
1: So you used said thirty one games. I interviewed George Fisher. We went through. Don't panic. Flip. We went through. He's had thirty four in two year, three years, and it was the we took two episodes, but we went game by game by game, and I think it's fascinating. Um, but anyways, awesome. So these. That says a lot then. Those six, the fact that those six are in your collection says a lot about the game that you like. But so P3 though, like, so you did not, you had not touched one before you hit the click buy now button.
0: Yeah, so I'll give you the quick rundown as to like the the build up to purchasing it. So the, the biggest thing that I think caused me to be really interested in the P3 is a different platform altogether that did not take off that did not sell amazing but sold okay and was killed before it really got a fair run um it's the pinball 2000 mm-hmm. like platform so yeah. i got my hands on a revenge for mars i thought it was like super unique and cool uh it obviously played a little bit different but it wasn't bad mm-hmm. um and then i got a star wars and then i got like the um the an extra prism card and prism daughter board card and I got essentially everything to where I could actually feasibly swap one play field out and the other one in in and have the game turn from working to off to back on again working with the new game in about ten minutes. Nice. Now I was busting ass in those ten minutes, but ten <laughs> yeah. minutes I could swap from one game to the other, uh as opposed to like the hour it would take me without a bunch of those uh like cheater like steps that i added in there like the uh, prism card and daughter prism cardboard so mm-hmm. um that really interested me though like having a machine that was downstairs in my basement that had the ability to be more than one game i thought that was really unique and interesting and you got different layouts now obviously revenge from mars and star wars episode one um their layouts aren't super different, but they were different enough to where it was like, all right, I'm playing two different games. Sure. Um so that was definitely like one big like factor. Um what ended up happening though is I had been watching P3 streams on and off, um kind of paying attention to it, but I was like, well I don't know, like it's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of got to a point where I had an Avenge from Mars L E, and this was you know when they started to pop off in value relatively, and a I had posted it up. I actually talked to a guy about trading it for Rick and Morty, and nice. then last minute a p three owner contacted me He's like, "Hey, do you want to trade for my p three for your attack from Mars you know plus some cash obviously mm-hmm. and uh I was like, "Yes, yes, I would like to do that like let's let's do this and so we had set up a time and I don't want to say that I got cold feet, but at one point I definitely did reach out to Kevin and I'm like, Kevin, you know, Kevin Manning, Kevin Manning. Yeah. Don't, don't bullshit me. Like, do you really like this? Or like what's, what's going on here, buddy? Um, and I think he was like the final little bit of feedback that I needed, uh, just because kind of like you said, if he has 16 games and he loves streaming the P3 and playing it, that obviously tells you that they're doing something right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. After that, I, I went to the dude's house and uh, moved the heaviest game that I've ever moved <laughs> yeah, without yeah. a power lift, uh, like an escalera. Yeah, um, Because it is, I think with the heist module in it, I think I was quoted by Jerry when we interviewed him. It's 385 pounds without the minimum 15 pinballs needed in the bottom of the, in the game trough. So yeah.
1: Unbelievable. I mean, it's
0: 400 pounds yeah. probably sitting there once you have all the games loaded in or the balls loaded in it and everything. But uh, yeah, we went and played it. Uh, my fiance Chelsea played it once. I played it twice, and that was it. I was like, all right, we got a deal. Nice. So,
1: so that okay. So yeah, that's really interesting because I've always the pinball 2000. I, I'm with you. Like they're so unique. They're such a unique game, and I remember. I thought about that, like I thought that's, and i and I went to a buddy's house who he had a pinball party, and like people were on a, a revenge for Mars like all night, like it's such an amazing game for non pinball people because it's so easy to know what to do, like it's so right. the video like tells you it's so obvious, like I'm shooting the chicken, like you know, like you know it's like I'm hitting the <laughs> ramp, i'm blowing you yep. know like it's so it communicates things so well and um i've i've thought about that a lot actually like whether or not it's worth pulling the trigger on a revenge for mars just for that social i get people to come over like how do i get people in to like enjoy pinball um and i'm I'm still on the hunt for that you know tna is definitely the game that i know my friends and family enjoy playing the most and it's the music that really sucks them in and the simplicity of it but um like even like Turtles or Deadpool, like they, those games are complex, you know, or, or more complex than than they really want or that would hold their attention uh, long term. But the Revenge, Revenge from Mars is amazing in that in that sense. So I I see what you're saying, and and you and I know though the moment I got Revenge from Mars, I would pursue everything that you said. Like, well, how do I get a Star Wars playfield, and how do I make it so I can swap? You know, how do I get that two for one? So so you did that. How shortly after you got the P three were those gone? <laughs>
0: like did they So those those actually left beforehand. Okay. Um it it was a lot. Uh swapping them over. I'm definitely not gonna sugarcoat it. It's mm-hmm. still a pain in the butt skis to uh transfer one over to the other and kind of have that 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 experience that you you like romanticize until yeah. it's time to actually like do it, and then you're like, oh my god, this like sucks. Because
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, I was able to find a Star Wars conversion kit that was brand new in box for mine. So, um, yeah, I got rid of Revenge from Mars uh, probably earlier. It was like what April of 2020. And then I ended up getting the p three it was like six months ago, seven months ago, no, four months ago, okay. five, I don't know something like that anyways sure. uh so that's kinda where where that popped in, but you know I did fall in love with the pin two thousand system and the way that it 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 wasn't just flashing lights, right yeah so yeah, one thing we can go over in a little bit if you want, but I've had a lot of friends come over and other people come over and play my P three and some feedback that I've gotten from them was kind of very similar to what you hit on. Right. Especially for non pinball people, Mm -hmm. like there's blinking lights everywhere. Right. For, especially if you don't know the rules of a game. I mean, even ghostbusters, if I did not tell you how to play that game at all and you just walked up to it, (laughs) I know. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. Like yeah. you're going to be like, all right, well, everything's like flashing. Like what the hell do I shoot? Um, And you aren't necessarily going to understand like what one thing does or another, or how, so the P three does a really good job very similarly to uh revenge from Mars, but in a different way, like, you know what you're shooting at and mm-hmm. you know exactly what that's going to do because it's literally on the display down at the bottom two thirds of the game. Um, so that's, I guess, one like really interesting or nice thing about it is like for people, it's it's more approachable because mm-hmm. I have had a lot of friends come over and before I had the P3, a lot of them were like, "What am What am I supposed to do? Like, I'm really liking this. Like, I'm I'm liking the music, I'm liking the theme or whatever, but like, wh- what do I do?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and the P3 kind of, I don't want to say it holds your hand more, but it's better at at portraying what you need to do because it can do whatever needs to be done to get that point across, if that makes
1: sense. it makes total sense. And I know that's, that's almost like a check that I've had in my head of like what, like a game needs to have something easy. Like I need to be able to explain a goal for somebody to do in like five seconds or less. So when I owned Simpsons, incredibly deep game, but like when my nieces and nephews would come over, I'd be like, hit the garage, you're gonna end up up there when you're up there try to get the ball on the couch like that's all i had to give them and they would play that game for 30 minutes because they had a that's all they needed that's all they needed in their head was a simple task or like when i was borrowing stranger things it's like you're gonna hit these drop targets down and the ramp's gonna come down and then try to hit the guy in the mouth you know that's all i had to do and that wasn't like they don't care about modes they don't care about any of that junk like they just want a simple objective so like turtles you know hey start down the tunnel. you need to hit this ramp one time And then, or hit this turtle van three times, just that's it, you know? And there are games like Ghostbusters that I would struggle with because there is no easy objective in, you know, in five seconds. Like you can't, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I can't talk somebody into an easy moment that quickly. Right. Um, But I see the P3 and I get that. Like I've I've talked to a few owners and they've said that like people, non-pinball people really enjoy this game because it's a, it's a, it's approachable. Like it's accessible too. It's very clear what's
0: going on. Um, so that, yeah, that's it, cool. It, it doesn't yeah. detract from the experience or like the moments with that stuff kind of labeled. or you understanding what you need to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that's the other thing, right? Like it, it, at no point does it feel like it's being too clear to the point where you're kind of like not being immersed with, uh, the, the, the world underneath the glass or whatever sure. that, you know, new like hot topic, uh, like phrases these days. But, um, yeah, that's, that's the other thing I can say. So that's some feedback I've gotten from multiple people that are both pinball people and not. Okay. So So let's,
1: so here's some difficult questions, or at least this is, this is what I've heard from some people that just, these are the, the complaints necessarily. So difficult question. Number one, you say you have friends and family over they like right now you have six machines, everybody that's six people can be playing a game at once. Well, if you only have a P3 and let's say you have multiple modules, only one, you can only have one game being played at one time. So even though you own three games, you really are only playing one at a time. So how often, how, how often do you find, like when you have people over, how often are you swapping out modules, switching out modules, or is that ever annoying to you that like, if somebody wants to play
0: cosmic kart racing, that somebody
1: else can't be playing heist at that same time. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. So a uh, quick back little explanation. I currently have cosmic cart Playfield. field. Mm-hmm. I have heist. I have, and I have Lexi lightspeeds module. So okay. I have those three. Um, and that's a good point. Uh, when i have friends over i could have killed parnell because he <laughs> like still could uh because he loves to come over and he'll play like a couple games of whatever's in at the time yeah and then he's like squirrel i want to play lexi and so yeah. i'm swapping that play field out and then he'll play a few games and he'll be like another squirrel i want to play cosmic cart and you know ranger in the ruins and so i do end up swapping play fields i'd say pretty consistently when he's over And when other friends come over, we'll kind of play one uh, until, I don't know, it kind of feels the point where it's not, we're getting bored of it, but like we've played whatever amount of games until it feels like, all right, we've gotten some good experiences, whatever. Uh, And then they'll be like, hey, can we swap in, you know, X, Y, or Z? And it's like, yep, totally, like, let's do it. Mm -hmm. Um, But swapping the playfield modules, I don't personally find it a real bore. I think in total, it might take me two minutes. Yeah, I mean it's, it's really impressive. quick and easy. Yeah. Um, and the modules, I mean, Heist is obviously Big Bertha. Uh, it's it's a little heavy at like fifty five or sixty pounds. Really, um, I did not realize it was that heavy. Yeah, Heist is almost double the weight of the other modules. Okay, don't quote me on exact numbers, but it's it's a lot heavier than Cosmic Cart and Lexi, but okay. for good reason. It, it has a whole crane that has, yeah. you know, three degrees of freedom and all sorts of other stuff. So, um heist is the heaviest but at no point do i ever and i'm not like a super buff dude i, I don't know if you can tell over the mic here but i'm not a yeah you guy in shape yeah yeah <laughs> i'm not ripped or jacked over yeah, here sure uh, i'm i'm a dude that works in it for a living so mm. uh you know but i never at any point find myself being like oh this is too heavy or this is too hard i mean it couldn't be any simpler uh as far as like swapping the modules out i mean they made it he made it idiot proof like yeah the three to four connectors that plug into the back: uh, one's an HDMI, one's an Ethernet, and two are Molex. And one Molex is huge, and the other one's tiny. Like yeah. you, like a monkey, could hook it up correctly. Mm-hmm. So, because uh, it only goes together one way, uh, so it's not like you're pulling, uh, you know, a Stern playfield out or a Williams playfield. Yeah. There's like eight connectors, and they all kind of look the same. And that goes back to the pin 2000. When you pulled that play field out, there's six connectors back there. Guess what? Three of those connectors can plug into the other ones if you aren't careful. So you have to yeah. label them. Uh, so yeah, like I like the P3 in in that it kind of took things that had been tried previously and kind of like perfected it. Sure. So I, I do appreciate that.
1: No, that's great. That's um, That's like my... So I... I'm seeing that I'm in the process of finishing my basement right now. And uh, I feel like I am probably going to end up with room for five games. And so that's just, that's an interesting thought that, you know, obviously that's, I've heard people say that that they're like, okay, if you, if you could have, if you had $15,000, right? $15,000. Now I understand this would be buying new. That would be roughly a P3 system and like two or three modules. So it's like, what makes more sense? Three P3 games and how good they are, or like three Stern pros, you know? And that's, that's a tough thing. Cause in my mind, it's like, I have turtles. I have Deadpool, add in another Stern pro, like would a P3 be better than that? And that's a hard thing. I don't know that answer without playing one, but that's like the the money there is, is a, is a thing. So obviously used or trading, you could potentially get that cheaper, but the other like what people have complained about is, okay, now you've made that $15,000 investment. Well, if you have three stern pros, you can have three people playing, playing pinball at the same time. You can't have three people playing a P3 at the same time, like three different games. And so that's, I get that. Like, I understand that that's a pro and a con, but as an owner, I don't know. Do you see that being an actual problem, like in your day to day, or is that, it really doesn't
0: No, because, I mean, you know, when I have people over that want to play pinball, Mm -hmm. they like all the modules. Um, They all have their favorite, right? But they enjoy all of them. So if, like, one's in, we'll just play it. And then someone will be like, hey, like, can we swap to whatever at some point? And it's like, yeah, sure. Um, So I don't see it as much of a, a... Problem. I definitely see the point that's made though, because um, mm-hmm. you're right. Three machines, three people can play at the same time, three different games at the same time. But normally when I have friends over, I don't know, maybe I haven't made it to the upper echelon where I have like eight people over all wanting to play different games at the same time on my 16 game collection or something. Like most of the time when I have friends over, it's like a couple yeah or I'm... like two or three pinball buddies and at mm-hmm. that point we're all just gonna be playing together anyways because we're like hey let's just play pinball and see who sucks the worst today yeah. you know yeah. like i don't know so for me maybe i'm like i said I, maybe i'm not the the perfect person to talk to uh because i very rarely have like over eight people total in my house before you know COVID. Yeah. so that's why yeah. it's kind of like I know. I mean, I'm, I see I'm the point too.
1: Yeah. I, um, I'm dreaming too, that I would have, you know, a
0: 15 person pinball party and I'm with you. I'm not I, that cool, man. Yeah. Not enough people give a shit about me to come up to my house and No,
1: play when pinball. I have, when I have over 10 people at the house, it's all family. And the reality right. is and it's they like, of the downstairs. family. Yeah. How many of them actually want to be playing pinball? And it's like, ah, eh, three, you know? So yeah. I get it, but it is, I get it. I understand that that's a voice, you know, to spend that type of money. And then I know what an, an, another amazing thing, and I'm I I'm not trying to put you on the spot here, but these are the questions that you know I'm I ask myself, which is um like uh you know what I love about this hobby is the fact that you can buy a game and and unless you're just an idiot and buy like a stupid game that's garbage or pay way too much for it, you can typically resell that game and lose very little money, and so. Like, have you? I mean, you've already said this p 3s bolted to your floor, but was there ever concern about like resale? Like, whether or not, you know, if you buy a module and you don't like it, like, you're, you're, you have a very limited group of people to resell that game to, or, or no, like, now that you're in, that's not really been a concern of yours.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess there's two things I want to hit on quickly mm-hmm. is like, so the first one is, um, the value in the P3 only taking up one spot. So like in your instance, you only have five spots in your basement. Yeah. So that's what I think spoke to me a lot about the P3 is I only have one footprint, but I can have multiple games in there, which was a big selling point for me. So like uh, my friend Parnell, my podcast partner, mm-hmm. he just put his deposit down on his own P3. Oh, Um, so he's buying one brand new because he ended up enjoying it enough and he has six other games in his basement, Uh, you know, Ghostbusters Premium, Medieval Madness, uh, Lord of the Rings, Tron, uh, Metallica, and I think I'm missing another one. But, you know so it's not just me. I think there, there definitely are those people that, uh, are space limited. And that's mm-hmm. another like big factor with the P3. Cause if you have other pins down in your basement, if you have over three modules, you can slide a module and store it underneath any of your other machines. So it really doesn't end up taking any more space than whatever kind of footprint you have. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, I guess one thing, and the other thing, as far as like buying modules or something like that, uh or was I worried when I bought the pin? Uh, you know what i'm pinballs hold their value right now really well. the market's mm-hmm. crazy. But overall, you are correct. You could buy a pinball machine unless you bought it new, I think. Because new, I knew you'll lose some. You're you're always going to lose some on a new. Now, how popular the title is, you know, is it Stranger Things or Black Knight? Like, Mm -hmm. you might be losing more. You know, uh, other games, obviously less. So you might even make money, right? But at the end of the day, um, for me, you know, it's, I mean, obviously there is a value there and you don't want to make awful investments. But the investment for me wasn't you know, do I think I'm going to get rid of this in six months? I guess the way I looked at it was, is I'm going to be able to get a new game at minimum one full new play field about every year for half of the cost of a pro. Yeah. And at that point it's like, all right, well, even if let's say two years down the road, I'm bored of the three games that I have right now, shit, man, I'm going to have another three or four games down, you know, different modules down in my basement. And who cares if those you know are less played at that point? Like mm-hmm. the next title that P3 has announced, it's a licensed theme, and Scott Denisi's doing Denise the music. Scott writing the music. Holy I know. Moly. I know. Like I know. <laughs> sign I, me up. <laughs> yeah,
1: I've messaged Scott directly about it, and I'm like, Scott, you are the you are the reason that I'm probably going to end up having a P3 one day. Like it's like that. It's, Scott's name being attached and the fact that his music is the biggest pull right now of any factor of why I would even consider a P3. Um, Well, he owns one too. I know. And that that I speak some
0: volumes too, right? I mean,
1: obviously Scott likes to tinker and he's talked about like, you know, he was involved with Bride of Pinbot 2.0 and he's written custom code for multiple different games. And he made, obviously he made TNA, he made Rick and Morty. Like the guy likes to tinker. And mm-hmm. we kind of talked about this before we hit record, but like this is I get it for the tinker mentality out there for anybody that has any sort of programming skill. This is an amazing thing like if you happen to be that guy that that likes to make games or likes to make right software and loves pinball like it's what an amazing platform. So the fact that Scott has one doesn't surprise me at all, and I think it's awesome that that Jerry or whoever decided like let's get you know who what better name what what better music guy do you want in pinball um right and and i will say as somebody who watches p3 streams like i i find the music and call outs incredibly important to me to like stay immersed in a game and maybe i'm just i don't know i've never been in love with any of the music that i've heard in a p3 game so if this is a level that if this is a way that they can really you know really step that up like scott's a, a ringer i mean brilliant it's awesome
0: i'm really well, excited the other that. thing i can throw in there is uh the p3 does not have as good of a sound system as tna but it yeah. is absolutely on point with rick and morty okay so like it has like one of the best sound systems in pinball so like i can only imagine yeah, how badass it's gonna be having Scott's music blaring downstairs mm-hmm. on my P three here soon, no, so No, for sure, and <laughs>
1: and and that's supposed to be sooner than later that that module's coming out. But yeah, um, okay. Well, so I got more, I got more hard questions for you. So hit me, buddy. Next question: flippers. Obviously, I mean, it's like I love stern flippers. I love the way they feel. And, uh, JJP flippers, they just, they feel a little slow or a little sluggish. Like they just don't seem to have the power that I'm used to with the stern flipper. My TNA flippers, they do feel different, but I, I like, I, I don't have issues with them. Um, but I know that this is like a warning that I've heard from people like the flippers, they feel good, but they feel different. I don't know what's your, how would you describe the way p3 flippers feel do they bother you at all or what what's your thought or the i don't know your the feel of the flippers if that makes sense
0: yeah so that's a pretty good like point slash question right Mm -hmm. and i guess you know part of it is it for me to explain it in a way you understand at the end of the day the p3 is p-rock boards underneath Mm -hmm. it so a lot of that flipper feel may feel similar to tna because i mean at the end of the day that's the electronics controlling it right and that's Mm -hmm. why jjps feel different than spooky and sterns and whatever the other half of it is i don't ever notice me wishing the flippers were more powerful okay (laughs) the flippers i'm not saying they're set to kill because i think they're still at close (laughs) to default like power levels as far as for the coils but uh let me tell you, man, I never have a, tr- like, as long as I hit a shot correctly, that ball absolutely makes it up that ramp. And I'm operating at almost a full degree more than Jerry recommends the P threes to be at. Cause I like, Oh wow. games hard. hard. Yeah, so yeah. I think I'm almost eight degrees and Jerry recommends <laughs> like 6.8, I think, or 6. yeah. 6.6. So, um, I obviously get my ass kicked when we're doing cosmic cart multiplayer online. Uh, cause, uh, I'm gonna leave his name nameless, but I'm sure if he's listening, somebody adjusts their game to you know a lower <laughs> angle to make you level, know, maybe yeah. compete better <laughs> in Cosmic Cart. Nice. Um, but yeah, I the one thing I can mention is they almost feel uh more powerful in a way because okay. of what's called a P3 pass. Uh and you may have heard of it, you may not have. I so if no. you flip like I don't know. I guess as far as the measurement, the ball is not going to be touching the flipper when you flip up. Right. So like, you know, like a cradle, it's right before you would want to like cradle, right? So the ball's coming down the in lane and you flip before it's going to get to the point where when the flipper's fully extended, the ball would touch it. The in lane moves enough to literally throw the ball over to the other flipper.
1: Oh, you're cause the whole module is floating. Right. So when you the power of the flipper is causing that entire module to shift, is what you're saying.
0: Right. It essentially will like minutely shift enough. And if you're really good, you can what's called P three (laughs) pass. Now, it is not easy and generally when I P three pass, I end up flipping it from my in lane into the other slingshot, which is by far the worst thing you want to do. Because you're going from a ball being in control to now probably draining here in a second but Mm -hmm. it is really cool uh to be able to have like another layer right so you're able to further manipulate the game in a way that you can't in any other machine but i don't think that it's unfair because anybody that walks up to that machine if they know of the p3 pass or even if they go to do some stuff that you would probably do, you're probably going to accidentally P3 pass uh, just trying to like cradle the ball or like get control. You're going to do it by accident. Uh, And you're going to be like, Whoa, like that's, that's really cool. And uh, Jerry has told me when I kind of asked him about it, he's like, yeah, he's like at tournaments. I've definitely seen like top tier tournament players being able to juggle it back and forth. (laughs) He's like, but you know, at the end of the day, That's no different than post-pass or anything else. Like the same level of risk is there, whether you're post-passing or uh, post-transferring or you're doing a P3 pass. Because like it could still end up in failure. But yeah, that is, I guess, one thing I I do want to throw out there. It's like the flippers don't feel bad. Parnell kind of had the same worries before he came and played it um a few of my other friends have had the same kind of like initial like i don't know i kind of heard the flippers aren't great but everyone that's come out and played it they've been like you know the flippers really don't feel like super weird or underpowered like i was kind of expecting them to because it's a completely different mech yeah than what what any other mech is out or there like delayed pinball. or any of that yeah. right no it's definitely yeah. not delayed <laughs> so uh but yeah yeah i awesome. hope that answers that no, question that's good And so the
1: other, my other tough one here, and this is just from watching, but so obviously it's really cool that the, that the lower, whatever, two thirds of the play field is all that screen. And obviously you have the kind of the side targets on the side, you have the scoops and the little walls that pop up and what they do with the screen. I understand the ball tracks and all that stuff, but that's an awesome, awesome Avenue, but really game to game. You only have a unique play field for that, that back third, right? and we are talking about some of the games that you have and like um you know like turtles turtles is a unique layout but like that right ramp in turtles is really close to you like really close to the flippers um ghostbusters has some similar shots you know scoop that are closer to those flippers so my my question here is the shots and layout like how different do the modules feel because the really you're only changing the shots in the back third like in my mind if if jerry made a layout that somehow brought a shot. And I know we did it like the crane, the crane is unique. And I crane like the crane for the PIA's one best twin innovation, because I agree like the crane, what the crane does is, is amazing. But besides the crane, does it bother you at all? Or that there aren't any shots unless it's a virtual shot in front of the scoops. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm asking yeah. there? Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So I'll, I'll, I'll answer a few things. So one, okay. those targets on the side. Yeah. Guess what? They aren't targets. Okay, that's the ball tracking. Those are just plastic LED clear things. Okay, uh, they are not actually switches. There, uh, the 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 game recognizing that there's a hit there <clears throat> is based on that matrix of the ball tracking on the actual play field down below with the ir sensors very cool so um that should at least kind of give you an idea of how sensitive or accurate those those trackers can be to know that like when you only hit this area you Mm -hmm. hit that um but to answer your question so um I've had Parnell over because, and I want to bring him up because he's another outsider, right? He doesn't own a P3. He, until very recently, had absolutely no stake in this whatsoever because mm-hmm. he didn't own one. Um, Parnell's not great at the game, but I can tell you that anyone that I've asked, including Parnell, from one game to the other, they definitively will tell me that the game feels and plays differently between them. Okay. Because the shots are different and sometimes vastly different. Like Lexi Lightspeed plays way different than Cosmic Cart or Heist. Uh, And Heist is pretty flowy, but I think Cosmic Cart is definitely like Steve Ritchie levels of flow. I mean, it's a flow beast. Um, So yeah, for whatever that's worth, I I think that the, the shots do change enough to where it doesn't really feel like oh, I'm still playing the same game.
1: So it's not like if you've got the, the right
0: ramp dialed in on Heist, you're going to have the right ramp dialed in on every yeah, other module. That's definitely not. not. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then the other thing to kind of bring up or mention, right, is so on our podcast, I'll bring this up because this is empirical data that I actually can like, that is fact. Jerry talked about how they can't put a scoop on the lower two thirds of the screen. Traditionally. He did mention that having an upside down scoop is totally workable. And that is something that they have been working on. Nice. So it would not surprise me if they were able to implement an upside down scoop where it hovers just above that IR grid and the ball literally scoops up into it and, you know, does an invert and then is held there for a second and then acts like a normal scoop. Yeah. Just upside down instead of right side up. Um And then we can see from the footage, cause he also talked about this on our podcast, um, you know, having ramps that extend down and are over the play field, uh, pop bumpers that are over the play field, changing the flippers out completely where you have three flippers or four down at the bottom, kind of like old school games. Mm-hmm. Um, all that stuff. He said they are either in the process or have perfected. Oh, so neat. like yeah. to be able to have like, pop bumpers, uh, floating there or ramps and stuff like that. You know, a lot of it he said just comes down to, you just have to have enough clearance to where you aren't blocking those IR sensors. Mm-hmm. But because of how the P3 is manufactured, there's essentially this whole like space frame thing where you could slide something in and it could literally sit over the play field there to where you could have pop bumpers or ramps yeah. or whatever wire forms you name it like that stuff could be there so um that's really exciting too right to see because if he came out of the crane
1: mm-hmm.
0: man i mean he set the bar high but i yeah. am super yeah. excited to see what he comes out with and innovates with next because he's pushing the envelope and i i, I gotta yeah. give them credit there like 100 percent i mean He's going yeah. down a completely different path than anybody else, and I I'm appreciate that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it just that's what you know from the when you look at the modules right now because there's there's only three modules available, right? It's Lexi Cosmic, four. and
0: Heist. What's the fourth one? Uh, so the fourth one is Cannon Lagoon. It's okay. It was designed to be a redemption style game, so it okay. only has five shots. Oh, uh, yeah. It's more like a kids' game, I guess, kind of style. The interesting thing about that one though is they do sell a. Uh, mini game or a, a DLC game or whatever you'd want to call it called Grand Slam Rally. Okay. And that essentially turns your P3 into this like hybrid uh pitch batter game. And that looks like just absolutely a ton of fun, especially if you had friends over to mm-hmm. be able to like see who could get the furthest. Cause all of those scoops can pop up and turn out to yeah. be outs. So yeah. like the the implementation in that is like really, really good yeah um so yeah there's four play fields cannon lagoon is probably the least i guess innovative because it is more of a redemption style it's supposed yeah. to be a little bit easier um but the grand slam rally thing i think totally makes it something that i want especially since it's uh the cheapest uh it's only 1500 bucks for the module
1: yeah i see that so... but that's with That's the other three the <laughs> with the other three modules, though, because of the layout, you know, you look at it and it's like, well, technically they're all fan layouts. I mean, Heist, maybe not, because there, are, there is a shot that you, you can only hit with that upper flipper. But the other ones, it's like, well, technically they are fan layouts. And it's like, most of the time, it seems like, at least when I see Kevin Stream, he is backhanding stuff all the time. So it's one of those things where it's like, all right, if he backhands the right ramp on Heist, is backhanding the right ramp on Lexi the same feeling? And and obviously I'd want, you know, if I'm changing modules, I want I want the feel to change more than just the code. But you were saying, and you said definitively, you feel that the games vary like obviously when I play Turtles and then step over to Deadpool, completely different games. You know, right, they feel right. totally different. But that's I you may not get that extreme of a difference, but you are saying it does feel
0: the, the shots, shots feel different. Yeah. They're they're okay. not in the same place. Like if you like were to close your eyes, right, mm-hmm. and somehow become a speed runner of backhanding the right ramp and heist. Yeah, yeah, I guarantee you if I put in Lexi or Cosmic Cart, you would not hit that shot cuz they are different places like in the ge- geometry because for instance, Cosmic Cart has three orbits and two ramps and mm-hmm. a scoop and a captive ball. Um so that would probably be, I guess, like the first thing I can think of immediately is like where the ramp would maybe be geometric, ge- like the geometry of it on Heist is going to be closer to where like your orbit is on Cosmic Cart. Okay. And Lexi Lightspeed's right ramp is that 180 quick invert, which is uh, also like kind of off in a different spot because of just where it is. So, yeah, they're they're not the same they're they're kind of close but kind of close is obviously can sometimes be a huge difference because turtles right ramp is kind of close to where stern's right ramps normally are but
1: (laughs) i get it and i and i understand yeah you know it's not
0: quite the same
1: like obviously like when guardians come out people are like guardians and metallica are the same layout and no i mean they're similar obviously guardians are more similar to metallica than it is deadpool you know or right like people say the same thing with uh stranger things you know it's just attack from mars it's like similar but no they're definitely yeah so i i see what you're saying so if uh if jerry called you up right today and was like hey we're we're gonna about we're gonna start the next module what you know give us what do you want what do you want on that or like hey what's you know would you say get me a get me a pop bumper like tna or something give me a pop bumper on that lower play field like what would you do you feel like there's an there's something like that that you would really love or just I don't know maybe that's a tough question That you haven't really thought about but
0: No I I have a lot Because I mean when you own the P3 you start Like looking at it as I don't want to say a maker or a builder Right but you're like I wonder what could go here or I wonder What could go there so I'd really Like to see a scoop down there And I would love To see a pop bumper maybe like Kind of similar to Rick and Morty where it's Like one of the slings Mm -hmm. Um and I would definitely like to see a ramp over that lower two thirds play field as well, which yeah. might mean that there's also going to be pop bumpers down there to kind of block off shots. And that could also mean that you'd have a different flipper that would end up getting installed in that game. Cause maybe like where that ramp is because it's now blocked off, you now have the ability to like gain access to that blocked off section of the play field where a flipper is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I think that that could be really cool uh, if they had that stuff. If I had to bet, I'm going to say that there's going to be a scoop uh, on the next game, at least just based on like how Jerry kind of, yeah, yeah, what he had said when he, when we interviewed him, uh, he spoke very specifically about it, like the engineering process. So it wouldn't surprise me if we get a scoop. Okay. Although it's probably going to be kind of like Metallica's fuel shot. I imagine it's going to be like over on the left okay. on that unused real estate behind the uh, stand-ups that you said there. So Makes I sense. can see okay. that you know being pulled out and then doing an upside-down one over there. So it's not like an eyesore of this upside-down scoop thing. Hanging over the center of the playfield, looking like a booger, but instead, yeah, it's it kind makes of like sense to stick to the it on side. an edge,
1: unless you really had some crazy sculpt or some other mechanic to hide it. But
0: and he could shock us, right? Yeah. But uh, I, I think for sure we'll see a scoop somewhere that we wouldn't see it before. But nice, Uh yeah. Anyways, what's your next question? I'm I'm well, down to answer them.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, these are the tough. Th- it's just like themes, right? I mean, the there's, I don't know, nobody. Like, these aren't themes that anybody, you know... Obviously, nobody bought a module based on a the theme. But so this next game that comes out is... um, It's licensed. So that hopefully brings some draw there. And I really think the P3... I understand that if, if the P3 got a license... And I, I don't... Goonies, right? So I obviously, Deep Blue is rumored to have Goonies. But like, there's Goonies fanboys all over. But if there was just... If there was a theme like that, there would be people that would drop the money boom, it just be as soon as they hear the theme, they would be in just because of the theme. And obviously, the moment that they're in because of that theme, there's a good chance Jerry just sold three other modules as well. Like once you get the P3, you're gonna get the other modules, you know, there's no reason why you wouldn't get the other modules. But um, you're already in, you're already in. So like this, I I understand, you're probably just chomping at the bit, you're ready this next game, it's going to be themed. Scott Denisi music, like you're already sold. I'm assuming well, you're to be list, right? You know,
0: three thousand or less, right? So like, exactly, yeah. Hell yes, sign me up. Like yeah. I love saving money <laughs> <laughs> uh, in pinball. So if I can get a brand new game that's licensed with Scott Denisi music, like sign me up. Um, you know, but I'll still have my other modules too. And mm-hmm. you know, the other thing not to discredit is like we had mentioned before we started. You know, Nick Baldridge uh and like the games that he's made and is making for the P3 uh Ranger in the Ruins is the best $150 or $200 i forget how much he, they charged for it whatever best money i've ever spent seriously nice. like hands down uh his mini game Ranger in the Ruins on the Cosmic Cart playfield i mean it almost makes even if you hated the theme and the game of Cosmic Cart itself that almost makes it right there and then on top of that, you know, having multiplayer head-to-head where I can go play Yeah, I was going to ask about that. I mean, I've gotten to play quite a few times with Jerry, and my God, that dude is really good at pinball. Like, <laughs> I think we're going to have to get some cameras on him when we're playing online, because I swear he almost has to be finger-poking good. Like, <laughs> he's really good at at, uh, at pinball, and... So to have Jerry and, you know, like Nick and all the other owners, you know, Nick Baldrich or or Gamma Goat, I mean, there's just, there's probably 20 or 30 people I could go in there right now and say, hey guys, like who wants to do a multiplayer like tomorrow or this weekend? And I I would at least have probably four to eight people like chomping at the bit, like heck yeah, like I'll swap it in, like let's go. Yeah,
1: Gamma Goat actually reached out to talk to me about it, like I've talked to him before. So how does that, you said you'd hop in. So is this in Discord then that you're like trying to
0: plan yeah, ahead? Yeah, so there, okay. there is a, a P3 Discord group uh, where it's mostly P3 owners or probably soon to be P3 owners. Uh, and we'll go in there and uh, that could be utilized to talk to the other owners. Um, you know, Jerry and Steven Silver, who was the project manager for Heist. I mean, there's a lot of like uh, multimorphic employees in there and so it's just a really cool experience and i think the other thing that kind of has to be mentioned is uh the warranty so okay. i just want to quickly touch on that yeah so i got my game secondhand the first email i got uh excuse me let me rephrase that i heard from jerry a day later after i got the p3 nice uh, because the previous owner had let jerry know hey Uh, I sold this game to Ryan Tanner. Here's his contact details. Jerry reached out and let me know that my uh, prorated two-year warranty from when the original owner purchased it had been transferred over to me. So if I had any issues uh, for the remainder of that two years, I'm covered underneath that same warranty. So the fact that you get a two-year warranty and uh, hands down, hands down the best support, uh, I ended up having an issue with my cosmic cart play field uh, and it was acting really weird and we couldn't quite troubleshoot it the way that we had hoped to like through videos and whatnot. I ended up just throwing it in the box that I store it in, uh, shipped it down to Texas and they fixed it and then sent oh, wow. it back to me in like a couple of days. Like the ability to do that game yeah. changing. Yeah. Like, Oh man, I'm having an issue with this play field. Let me just take it out and send it down to the company I bought it from. And oh, look, they're going to cover it and fix it and then send it back to me. Like mind boggling. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. And then on top of that, you know, I was having that whole turtles playfield issue and yeah. completely different experience on, on that side. So, yeah, I can't say enough good about that end. Like the support and how they stand behind and next to their product is like industry leading especially with that warranty that transfers. And so, I mean, even if you bought one used, uh, if it was in the last two years, you still get part of the warranty of that, which is awesome. That's incredible.
1: What, um, and maybe you don't know this answer, but the guy who sold it, you said, obviously he sold it. It sounds like within two years of him owning it. Any idea? What was his reason? Why did he sell it
0: or trade? What was his, do you have any idea? I honestly don't. I think the dude's kind of crazy. I mean, he's a nice (laughs) enough guy, but kind of crazy um he i don't know the other games he hadn't done in his basement he had a i think guardians of galaxies and rick and morty at led zeppelin and avengers so i mean like he had a lot of sterns and you know some other titles and they weren't bad games but i don't know for whatever reason i guess attack from mars remake le was just like stood out more yeah stood out more but that, hey, um, I was happy with the trade. Oh, no, it worked out for you. Yeah, because
1: I've messaged, I've talked to two previous owners and I actually, I messaged one guy on Pinside who actually had one for sale and it was pending. And I just, I basically just asked him, I said, Hey, I'm really interested in this system. I see you're selling it. I may ask why. And um, him and another guy that I've had, they both said the same thing. They said, the kids loved it. The kids loved it. Friends of the family loved it. Like it got played, but I just personally found myself. Not playing it as much as other games, and they're like, I just wanted something new. I and I respect that. I mean, I get that. You've played, you just, you know, you had mentioned earlier you had an Iron Maiden. Some people think Iron Maiden is the greatest game that's ever been made, but it didn't strike your fancy, and so you you moved it on. So I understand there's probably previous P3 owners that had the same experience, um, which is fair, but um, I don't, that's that's all I've heard is I, what I did like hearing though is like kids, friends, and family, they really enjoyed the system. There is definitely a draw to that. Um, But yeah, what, maybe that's a question then. um, And maybe we'll wrap it up with that, which would be what is, is there anything else negative, not to be negative, but I think that's the one thing that a lot of these interviews that I'm hearing with Jerry and others, like they're not talking about the negative. So is there anything else negative that you do feel needs to be voiced? And then if so, go for it. And then what's, is there, is there something else that I'm missing? Is there something else positive that we just haven't hit on that you want to, you know, fill me in on?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I guess we'll, we'll do it backwards. Cause I got to okay. try to think of some negative stuff. Okay. Uh, that's fair. Positive stuff uh, that we haven't talked about. Working on it is a dream. Okay, uh, It's so easy to get in there and work on whatever you need to. I mean, being able to slide the flippers out and like, a minute Mm -hmm. to be able to fully inspect them and rebuild them or do whatever you need to do is great. Um, So there's that. And the fact that even if let's say you bought a P3 tomorrow and you bought the four games and after about a year, you're like, well, you know, I'm not playing it quite as much. Well, the next game's probably about to come out. Yeah. uh, Which could totally make you fall in love with it all over again, especially when you're only spending half of a pro. Yeah. Yeah. That's I guess the other big thing for someone even like myself who historically kind of goes through machines quickly, is like there's always going to be more mini games that change the graphics and how the game is played on that specific layout. And then on top of it, new play fields that are coming out with yeah. all new whatever as well. Like I guess that's what kind of keeps me interested, even though I'm like ADD or ADHD with pinballs, is mm-hmm. There's always new stuff coming out. So like I never get a chance to like have everything and then be like Well I guess I'm just really not playing it anymore.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, the idea you're getting a new game for half the price of a pro, but it's not taking a new it's not taking a slot on your floor. Like that's the thing that I realize like Kevin's even voice that Kevin Manning's like, I realize now he's filled. So any game he wants means a previous game has to leave and uh you don't have that issue with p3 like nothing has to leave to get a new module Um, and the
0: the mini games or let's say like the re-themes or whatever those are generally less than like 400 bucks which Mm -hmm. i mean for pinballs i mean shoot man that's titans your time leds and rubbers yeah you know shopping out of games so like yeah um is there a shaker motor in a p3 no but the subwoofer is powerful enough like with like a TNA toward the whole machine shakes. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Any
1: reason why is it like, is there a problem? Would that be an issue? Have they ever talked about adding a shaker motor? I just love shaker motors. So I'm just curious.
0: I don't know. Honestly, I've, I've never been playing it and I have shaker motors in a lot of my other games. Okay. Uh, for whatever reason, I've never been like missing it enough because the sub does a good enough job of just shaking the whole machine when it needs to. Um, I don't know. There could be some space-related issues with that, Mm. Uh, because I can tell you that a P3, I think, is two or three inches deeper than a normal pin. So, like, a normal stern folded down, I think, is, like, 31 inches or, you know, Williams, W, you know, whatever. It's about 30, 31 inches folded down, uh, Mm -hmm. like, tall if you're stuffing it in the back of an SUV. Uh, The P3 is, I think, like, 34 and nice. a lot of that is due to the trough, the extra coils for the scoops and the kickers and uh the vertical up kicks everywhere. So I mean that all like could play a factor, but Yeah, yeah. I don't see why you couldn't put a shaker in there. Okay. Unless, like I said, there's physically not enough room. Yeah. Um Well I
1: I interrupted you on your positive thing. So maintenance, you're saying fixing it, working on it, it's awesome.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. No, what else seriously? Was there? Um I definitely, you know, as weird as it is, I'm sure you heard on the stream the the clunks of like a ball being shot and the game like gobbling it and like yeah. shooting it out. somewhere. I love that sound like okay. on stream. It doesn't quite come across the same way, but I love hearing balls shifting around in that trough underneath there because you never necessarily know like what's going on. Uh, I don't know. It's it's just. It's kind of one of its quirks, and I, I kind of like it. It's sure. really silly, but I love hearing that like clunk noise whenever balls fall back there. No, when I had I'm Hobbit,
1: when I had Hobbit, people complained all the time about the the drop targets resetting, and like I liked it. I to me, it's just because knowing that the shots are up and down and moving, and it just I enjoyed the mechanical aspect of it. So I, I get what you're saying.
0: Yeah, so you might really appreciate that too. Then, like sure. hearing the the balls move around in the different staging areas of the trough or the balls falling into the main like dish of the troth, Cause if you've never seen the um, troth on a P3, that's really,
1: I saw unique. it on Kevin's video cause it's on yeah. the back, but it does remind me, somebody did tell me that there, that there's fans on the P3 that are pretty loud. Is that true? Or no, uh, you don't it's that? no
0: louder than Spooky's fans. Yeah. I yeah. would say. Okay. And they're no more distracting than Spooky's fans. Cause unless you have the sound off because mm-hmm. you're a monster uh you the, the game's going to be louder than louder those than fans, the fans. Okay. i promise <laughs> uh and actually the stock stern fans oh, yeah, when they kick yeah. on yeah. are way louder than the p3s or spookies if sure. we're being real so um but yeah as far as negatives um I mean, I'm, I'm or maybe really quirks. I don't know. Maybe that's the weird. Your... Yeah. Maybe
1: that's a quirks quirks would be, um, or maybe this is a question where, was there anything else that you were like hesitations you had before you got it that you,
0: Oh God. Weren't I mean, a, obviously. Like... Right. I mean, but like what,
1: a... yeah, what were some of those that, that
0: you were calmed or something once you got it? So, I mean, obviously just like you, I mean, you're, you're bringing up a lot of points that I think, everybody does that either hasn't gotten a lot of opportunity to play one or especially play uh heist because okay. uh, right now i think that really is like the system seller i really enjoy cosmic cart and i love the multiplayer but if i had if i had to pick one plat pl- uh module to mm-hmm. play it would be heist it'd be barnyard it, well, Barnyard's a mini game, so obviously <laughs> I that's I know. I, just, I know <laughs>
1: Kevin jokes about that. Like that's I'm surprised Barnyard doesn't sell the system. Come on, guys. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Heist is definitely I think right now the the system seller, okay. and um, you know, obviously I was worried. I was like, well, you know, is the polycarbonate pl- um, you know sheet down there that the balls rolling over is that going to haze over really bad? Am I going to have issues like ACDC and Black Knight where, you know, you get a couple hundred plays or maybe a couple thousand plays. Is it just going to look like, butt? you Mm -hmm. know, Um, am I going to have issues with dust related to the infrared like grid underneath the play field? And I can tell you that uh, for how much stuff is packed in it, I really haven't had that many issues. I had an issue where some of my LEDs weren't working correctly on cosmic cart. Um, I've had an issue with my upper flipper sticking cause I needed to rebuild it. Okay. I've had to replace the flipper rubbers cause they break more often than I think other machines cause I use metal flipper bats. Okay. So, um, they're a little bit harder on rubbers. So I used super bands, uh, in an attempt to try to curb that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, But I mean, all this stuff has been really easy. Like I've had to take the screen out before to get to the upper flipper. I mean, it still takes me like less than 10 minutes to get the flippers out, the screen out and pull that whole assembly off and the habit trail. I mean, move everything out and then just walk over and go put it on a bench, which is like really convenient. Whereas, you know, if I'm working on a, another game, you gotta have your head ups, you know, shoved underneath there trying to work on an upper flipper and sometimes those suck. Yeah so um yeah, but there it's it's not uh you know, the the games definitely feel very different. I can tell you that every ten times I'm playing multiplayer, it can be quirky. Right. Okay. So we'll generally, when we play multiplayer, we'll be playing for like an hour and a half. So yeah, that's
1: awesome. Yeah. Uh,
0: and there'll occasionally be something where like the networking isn't quite working. Right. But it's still in beta. So I, mm-hmm. I guess like that's one of the quirks I have. Uh, but Jerry will then just ask for logs and then they'll take it back and try to go figure out what it, you know, what caused it and how to fix it. But
1: yeah. And uh, I do streaming and the, the fact when I see the fact that, you know, Gamma goat or, um, you know, what the flip or, or, um kevin with buffalo you know when they're streaming the fact that like chat is actually affecting and interacting with their gameplay oh yeah twitch is, integration is pretty amazing i mean there's <laughs> oh, yeah. i get it i i like to tinker i'm not i'm no software programmer but like i just bought a score bit. i just bought a score bit for tna just because i've seen there's a bunch of people that are doing a bunch of really cool stuff for tna and scorebit and that multiplayer aspect not necessarily live they've talked about it but like just being able to do that, like interact with other, I'm excited and I understand like P3 is taking that to a whole nother level. So um I get it. I mean, I I definitely see the appeal. It just, I understand the biggest, obviously that biggest hesitation is like, yeah, it really just comes down to, you know, cost wise is, is a P3 system worth, you know, Deadpool and Turtle. Like if I sold Deadpool and Turtles right now, I could go buy a P3, but I'm not like, I'm not. I'm not in that position, but I, I understand. Like, I'm, I know I have five games. I currently own three, and I do see the appeal. I absolutely see the appeal of of popping one of those, and that fills that other slot. So I, I'm just waiting, and, and maybe Scott's. You know, I'm, I'm going to call it Scott's game. But you know, the next module that comes out, maybe that will be the thing that pushes, you know, me and many other people over the edge to jump in and then here we are, you know, whatever, six months, a year later, going to be talking about how great heist is as well. And, and mm-hmm. you know, how fun like Ranger in the ruins is. And, uh, I get it. I, I see nothing but potential there. So, um, yeah, right. I mean, I really appreciate you, you jumping on here and I understand, I, I feel like I was asking some tough questions because a lot of the other interviews that I've heard sound more like a sales pitch. And I just, you know, I wanted some honest feedback and I really appreciate, um, we really appreciate you doing that and uh, answering those questions.
0: Yeah. It's not a problem, you know, and I guess the, the best thing about the P3 is you don't have to worry about playfield dimpling.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So what other question is, uh, so Parnell, your buddy, he, he's decided to buy one. So what, I mean, do you know, I don't know how close you guys live together or what, but it's like that. I know a lot of friends that, that are over at each other's house a lot. Most of the time they don't want to buy the same game because ah, I can just play it there, you know, but. What any idea why he jumped in? Like, we why he's jumping in on this instead of just playing it at your place?
0: Yeah. So I think it comes down to uh, the the platform is what sold him. Okay. Um the the fact because, I mean, I don't know about you. I wish I made a lot more money than I do. Sure, um, that's a great. You know, and <laughs> and so does Parnell, and so do you. Right? We all wish we yeah, made yeah. a lot more so we could buy more stuff. But realistically. Mm-hmm you know uh we only have so much a year to spend on pinball and so for parnell is the big draw for the p3 besides that he absolutely loves heist and he loves ranger in the ruins and cosmic card and uh lexi is he likes that every year he's yeah. essentially guaranteed he's going to be spending like half the cost of what games are going for these days that are continuing to go up i might add yeah um to be able to get a full-fledged game that's 100% different, you know, for the cost of right now with these prices and F-14, yeah. as crazy as COVID pricing is right now or, or you know, early post-COVID pricing. So I guess, I guess that's like the, the biggest thing right there for him was the fact that every year he can get a new game and it's only going to cost him, you know, three grand.
1: Yeah, it really just seems like the hardest decision you make is just to, to start to plunge the jump in to commit right. to the platform. Because after that, I mean, I, I'm with you like, well, and i look 2,500, 3,000, 3,500, whatever that is like for a whole nother game at that price. And, and as the complexity and everything that's built into that, like it's a steal at that point, you know, compared to other games, right. but it's that initial purchase. That's, mm-hmm. that's the, that's the tough one.
0: Well, and if you look at like, let's, let's use a good example, like Jersey Jack's middle of the road game. Mm-hmm. Right now is what, ten and a half thousand? Yeah. You know, ten yeah. five. Yeah. And that's a P3. I know. And I don't know about you. I really like Guns and Roses. I'm not trying to poo-poo on it, but with all the issues that they're having with it, man. <laughs> yeah. No, <I laughs> I'm get happy it. I got my P3 because I don't, you know And
1: and you look at, at stern E's Yeah.
0: Stern yeah, LEs. Stern they LEs are out, getting close to ten now too or more. I they Mando, sell out within, what selling for twenty-five or twelve five?
1: Yeah, but they like, sell out within a day or two days. And I get that, that there's so many buyers that they hear Mandalorian and boom. But the idea of buying a P3 is too much. But because they, because it doesn't have that theme, but I get that there are, there are a lot of pinball buyers out there that to drop 10 plus thousand dollars on a pinball machine, not a problem. I'm not that guy. I'm, I am not that guy. Right. So um, that's where I understand. Like I am a pro buyer and typically even a used pro buyer at that. So that's why I, I know when I owned Hobbit, that was the only thing I owned and And I realized i so- I traded it for three games because I wanted a bigger collection, and uh that's that's what I realized like unfortunately right now, the sunk cost of a p three is a lot to swallow, but I understand it comes with so much behind it so uh, i am I am really tempted I do have a local guy that has one that he said I'm more than welcome to come over and play it at some point in time so i I need to get my hands on it and uh really otherwise I'll play one at expo in october uh hopefully there'll be one there, but um it Please is go tempting. play it
0: and let yeah. me know. I, I yeah. really want to hear your feedback. But uh, yeah, I, I try to video record it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I would love to see some sure. initial reactions, impressions. But yeah, uh, yeah, you should definitely go take them up on that. I can I tell you too. that uh, one of our listeners on our podcast that lives like six hours away. Uh, actually drove over to my house and we like wore masks and everything they wanted to try my p3 and i was like hey if you drive over here yeah yeah and you don't kill me like this is yeah i'm happy they ended up just buying one that's awesome So that's my only other fear
1: is, (laughs) is uh, I'm going to drive over to that guy's house and drive back and then start looking at my games and be like, one of you guys is gone. You know, like (laughs) I got to sell you to get into this or I'm going to be that guy. That's just hunting and waiting for the next used one to pop up that kind of thing. But yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Awesome. Well, I mean, once again, I appreciate you, Um, Ryan, feel free to uh, plug away, man. Tell us, tell us a little more about your podcast.
0: Yeah. So uh, Parnell and I uh, co-host Flippin'. Uh, without the g at the end, so flipping and mashing, mm-hmm. and that can be found uh We have a facebook you can also contact us at flippin and mashing at gmail dot com and uh we have a Podbean, and I believe we 're on uh you know Spotify and Google Podcast, you know all of them so mm-hmm. uh feel free to look us up as well for any listeners that enjoyed listening to me uh mumble on about stuff but thank you again as well for having me on. It was a pleasure and uh, I had a lot of fun talking with you tonight. Yeah, it was, absolutely. It was a blast.
1: <laughs> yeah. And anybody listening, um, my name is Joel. Obviously, if there's anything that I can do for you, answer any questions, any feedback at all, feel free to email me at pinball at gmail.com. I stream every Wednesday at just another pinball stream on Twitch. That's typically 10 PM to twelve, twelve or one in the morning. So feel free to check me out there. Um, but yeah, thanks again, Ryan. And, uh, I will definitely follow up with you. I know we chatted up on Facebook, so I will definitely let you know if I ever touch one. Otherwise, maybe I'll see you at Expo or, or some some other place. But um, yeah, thanks again for being on here. And uh, episode 29, hopefully I'll get another episode. I don't know, for listeners, I don't know if I will have another episode in two weeks. I just started another podcast with two awesome guys, Travis Murray and Tom Graff. We're calling it Triple Drain. Uh, we've had some fun conversation in the background. We actually just recorded one last night. So hopefully Zach will have that up sooner than later. Um, and if that one becomes a more consistent thing, this podcast may become less. So I've been consistent with every two weeks, but that may drop to like every three weeks or even maybe once a month, depending on what happens with Triple Drain. So check it out on TPN. When you see Triple Drain uh, drop, um, you should recognize my voice. But yeah, listen, give that a listen. Uh, Give Flippin' and Mashin' a listen. And once again, Ryan, thank you for being on. Yep, thank you as well. All right. I'll talk to everybody later. And um, yeah, thanks for listening. Bye.